Hello and welcome to the ETOF21 Sports Podcast for September 23rd. How is everyone doing? My name is Eric. I'm the man behind ETOF21 Sports. You can find my work on Twitter at ETOF21, on Instagram at ETOF21 Sports underscore free fantasy football advice at ETOF21 Sports underscore fantasy on the Instagram. Can we believe it's almost October? Full-blown, just absolutely full-blown football season. Absolutely love it. Apologies for last week. Last week, I was bad, guys. I mean, I was on my deathbed. I lost 15 and a half pounds. Couldn't keep anything down. Really, really bad, but I'm back at it. Um, still a little issues with the voice. If you watched any of my stuff this weekend, have it be with Gino yesterday or the ETOF21 Sports Show earlier in the week, you saw I was coughing and I was dramatically struggling. My apologies for that. But, you know, I am back at it. Um, great weekend of sports. A uh, couple things before we hop into that i need to talk about what's going on in the nba so we got news broke that the boston celtics coach was going to be facing a suspension and then it came out that he was having an improper affair with a uh, staff member so a couple things number one i really don't care like i honestly i don't care at all who the coach of the boston celtics is sleeping with what is he doing off the court i really don't care it's none of my business, whatever it is, what it is. Flip side of that, there has to have been, I look at it like this. It has, the person who he was sleeping with, A, must have said something to somebody and he was making an unlawful advance. B, she is in a relationship or did date someone that is a higher up or B or C, they told him to stop and he kept going. I don't know what's going on. I've reached out to a couple people in the Celtics organization. I haven't gotten anything back. I have two friends that work in the organization. Absolutely nothing back from them. So I really don't know. Um, I feel bad for the women whose names are getting dragged into this. We have people on Twitter who are saying it's this person or that, that person. And we really don't know. They have families. They have kids. They have spouses. Could you imagine if you were a spouse to one of the ladies who is allegedly having an affair and it turns out like I can't even fathom that so there's a lot of stuff going on I would be really careful about saying who it is I mean you got incarcerated Bob who's a joke to begin with saying it's this person he's tweeting out stuff remember this is the same clown that tried to get DeAndre Swift in jail and said DeAndre Swift murdered somebody so I would just be really careful about what's going on in Twitter. I really don't believe anything at all. I'm sure everything eventually will come out, but there's a lot of unknown. He is suspended for the whole year. Um, it's just, I don't know, the whole thing, timing's weird. Everything's just really weird to me. Like everything, everything, everything is weird. On top of that, he's dating Nia Long. I'm sure that relationship's probably over. So there's a lot of a lot of stuff going on, a lot of uncertainty what's going on, but hopefully, um, you know, more light will come on. Because I, like I said, I feel bad for all these family members of these women who may not even be involved and they're getting dragged into the mud just because people are speculating, which isn't right. Um, so that's kind of what I think about that. We have a great show for you today. We're going to talk some CFL. We're going to talk some NASCAR. So let's jump right into it. Well, we've reached the part of the podcast where we're going to talk some NASCAR, and who better to come on than he has every week during the NASCAR season? Brandon at Boston Boy eighty three on Twitch, YouTube, uh, Twitter, Instagram, every form of social media. What's up today, my man? Doing good, man. Ready for uh, round two of the NASCAR playoffs? Now, unfortunately, old man Kevin, Kyle, 
they're out. We're down to 12. Um, kind of weird not seeing Kyle and Kevin in uh, in the final 12, no? So I'll say two things. One, Harvick, crappy parts. So if you have crappy parts, you don't make it around two. Um, Kyle, something that's very interesting. I'll keep it brief. Toyota usually works with Toyota drivers, even if you're not on the same team. Like you look at plate tracks, Toyota will help Toyota, Chevy will help Chevy. Gibbs was at least 30 laps down in Bristol and Bubba had no shot at winning. If those guys would have backed off at the end of the race and not moved up a couple positions, Kyle Busch would still be running in round two. So what more that that tells me that Gibbs, the owner, Gibbs, the grandson, and Toyota stuck it to Kyle for going to RCR next year in a Chevy by saying, instead of these guys just pulling off the track, changing more tires, doing something for two drivers that have no point in continuing to race, could pull off and let this man finish. They chose not to. And I find that a big stick to uh, Kyle's from Toyota. Interesting, interesting. There's always all these different layers uh, in NASCAR. Um, Gun to your head, who do you you think is going to win it? Uh, The whole thing? Yeah. I can't steer away from Larson. I want to say Chase, but it's hard for me to say that on the podcast because everybody knows I'm a homer with Chase. But the fact that he grabbed a number two spot now sits 31-plus points in round two. He'd have to have a catastrophic finish at Texas. Talladega's a shit show. And then you go here to Charlotte where Chase has got road courses. So that, to me, locks him into the next round. But the first round showed me a lot that these guys – that have so many extra points leading into the next round are not safe. Um, cars are breaking. Look, NASCAR drivers are pissed after Bristol cars just broke consistently. It wasn't just tire failure. It was mechanical stuff left and right. And that's embarrassing for NASCAR right now. Now, do you think, um, how do you think that's going to be adjusted going into next season? I think there'll be a huge adjustment. The safety thing is going to be the biggest thing. Cause now that you have multiple drivers saying crappy parts, hits hurt you still have kurt bush who hasn't come out with what's wrong with him and why he just completely forfeited the rest of the season that tells me that there is truth behind harvick's statement of these wrecks hurt i mean kurt backed it in to pocono coming out of turn three hard hit but we've seen way worse at dega and all these places and he just stopped racing so i think a big safety thing and then i think you'll see the tire change I think they'll go back down. Don't correct correct me if I'm wrong. I think they'll go back down to like 16 inch tires rather than 18, because that's clearly not working this year. So I think you'll see a bunch of changes. We just don't know what it's going to be, and NASCAR is going to have to cover their ass after this season. Yeah, because racing hasn't been excited, but you know the most important thing is getting these drivers home safety. Uh, we're going to Texas. This race is going to be Sunday afternoon at 2:30. We're going to go to the odds from our lovely friends over. On points bet. Um, I have three bets I am looking at. Um, what What is the first bet you are looking at? My first bet, which I think you'll side with me on, he's plus four on the cutoff line. He's still due for one. He's been Mr. Consistent all year. Ryan Blaney sitting at 11 to one. Um, yeah, I like him too. You know, he, run, he won the all-star race here, I believe. You know, average finish 12.4 led the most laps in the last five races, uh, Texas. And you're right. He's just due. 
He's been most consistent. It's just a matter of time. You know, we're getting him at 11 to one. I think that's a great price. So, uh, you know, I'm on, uh, I'm on Blaney as well. 11 to one. What's your, uh, what's your next one? My next one is Tyler Reddick. He is also due for another one. Uh, him getting pushed out of the eight car next year has to light a fire under his ass to try and grab a championship and stick it right back to RCR for moving him to a third car that we don't even know the number. We don't know the crew. We don't know anything. So I still think he's got a little fire to get back in and get to the next round. Uh, actually, yeah, he is the first car below the cutoff line. So he needs to make some moves in Texas to feel comfortable going into Dega. Yep, one of the better finishers here historically. I got I like him too at 14 to 1. Um, it's gonna be kind of interesting to see like what number they give him and how he responds to it. But yeah, I like him too. I think at 14 to 1, he's a must-buy. Uh, what is your next one? You're gonna have to scroll down a little bit. Stop. He is sitting at 22 to 1. Let me pull this up and read this to you guys. Mr. Alex Bowman, he has a pair of top of fifth place finishes, two of the last three fall races, and four top ten finishes in his last six intermediate starts. So Mr. Bowman, who is sitting six points to the good to the cutoff line, who has been consistent at intermediate tracks and at Texas in his last three, grabbing two top fives or fifth place finishes, I will go with Mr. Bowman himself at 22 to 1. I like that one too. Um, my next one, and you know what? I'm just going to the well. You know, Eric Jones top ten. Um, my guess is his price point's going to be around plus one fifty. Uh, average finish ten point six. Three out of his last five races at Texas, he's had a top five, top ten finish. Um, you know, just he's one of those guys that are just kind of under the radar who historically is, does well here, and you know, I think he's kind of getting overlooked, and I think he's gonna. I think he's a driver who's setting himself up to have a hell of a season next year. Yes. And closing the season. Yes. And I'll add to it. If you're trying to sprinkle money in a long shot, him sitting at 70 to one for even a win is very, very. It's just, it's sitting out there, which wouldn't be a bad grab. If you think he's going to do well for live betting, I would keep my eye on track house Suarez and Chastain. Suarez is 29 to one to win Chastain 11 to one. I really, the odds aren't really flowing for me out there with those two before qualifying and before the race. But Trackhouse has somehow, in their first year, got both of their drivers into the second round. They have been competitive. They've been running well. We all know Chastine will put his nose wherever he wants to. So live betting-wise, I kind of strategically see how those guys are doing for the race. And if you can grab them at a decent odd, then I would grab them live betting. So for what would that be like a 20 to one for Chastain somewhere? Yes. There? 21 to Chastain and anything that's over the 29 to one that you see sitting right now, pre pre-race. Um, so yeah, those are my three, you know, Jones top 10, uh, Reddick and Blaney. You have Bowman, Reddick and Blaney. Anything else you want to add? No, I'm still going to – I've committed to it. I'm going to grab Harrison Burton, who's hundreds and hundreds of dollars to one because I committed to that. Um, yes, Mr. Harrison Burton. I, I committed to do that for the whole season. If he finally does hit at some point, then we're cashing in and making up for everything. Um, but I still don't see it happening, but I committed. So 
He's due, you know. Uh, he's he's put himself in some positions. Uh, Brandon, I'd like to thank for you uh, coming on. Like, have you ha- have you as you've done every single week during the NASCAR season? Um, bigger question: Do you feel relieved after last Sunday after your boys got a dub? No, because now we play Baltimore after getting shit on by the Dolphins at the end of that game. So I do not feel relieved. Um, the win became. Oh, solely because of one 50-50 ball that Nelson Aguilar pulled down. If that didn't happen, that game shifts completely, and we're 0-2 right now. So, Mac Jones yeah. is disappointing me, and Mac Jones is living up to exactly what you had said, which disappoints me even more. So Good. I know there's certain stuff I'm good at at life. One of them is being a quarterback whisperer. So, <laughs> um, so well, best of luck to you. Um Something tells me I'll probably end up betting on your boys today if I can get it. If I can get over three and a half, I'm going to be betting on your boys. That's my Is that, my is that because they're at home? That's because they're at home and Belichick historically uh, ATS-wise. Okay. I'll, I'll uh, sign with that. So, Brandon. Defense looks, good. defense looks really good. I, I like defense. the defense, but we're not putting points on the board. So, that's a whole other conversation we'll have when we talk football, but. Defense looks good, Brandon. Thanks for coming Go on. Lions. Man. I'm sorry. Go Lions. Hey man, you know what? If they are if they are able to win this week, they are in a good position to win the Central. To win the North, they excuse are. me. So they're they in are. a pretty good position. So uh thanks for coming on, my man. And uh, you know, we'll talk soon. Let's cash some tickets, my man. Cash some tickets, guys and ladies. We have reached the point of the podcast where we're talking CFL, and who better to come on than he has every week during the CFL season? My boy XFL Jim, how you doing today, my man? Whoop whoop! Well, oh, dude, last week was a banger in the CFL. I mean, dude, you were in fuego. You called basically everything, and a little birdie told me you did exceptionally well in DFS. I uh, I may have scored a little little dime piece on the. On the C on the DFS slate, I I won the the their, their uh what they call it like the three K Maple Leaf Maker or something like that instead of the Millie Maker. The Maple Leaf Maker. You won the you won the Maple Leaf Maker. Yeah, let's go with that. It was super fun. I like I was I was in Nebraska doing the college football thing, and then I I looked at my phone before going to sleep, and I was like, oh, wait, what? I what the. F- <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's the best feeling, dude. Like you totally forgot about it, and then you, then you hit Pater, my friend. Um, interesting slate of games. Uh, you know we're in week sixteen of twenty-one, so playoffs and everything are starting to take shape. Uh, first game Friday night, six thirty p.m. Hamilton Tiger Cats at Montreal. Tiger Cats coming off a huge victory over, excuse me, the um, Blue Bombers. Blue Bombers only their second loss this uh, this year. W- their first loss about? being to Montreal. Yeah, which is the these crazy are the one. only two teams that have beaten the Blue Bombers. What uh, what is your thought process here with the Tiger Clats and um, Montreal? I feel like I got to take Montreal here. They're a complete unknown still. I, it's so hard to predict this Alouettes team and just know what they're gonna do. But I gotta fade Hamilton off of a 
off of a, in like the perfect letdown spot. I will still, with Dane Evans as the starter, I'm going to take Hamilton to, to win and cover the first half, but I have to take the Alouettes here overall. Yeah, I like the minus two and a half too. Um, over under sitting on points by sitting at 51 and a half. What say you here? Small lean on the over. Tough, tough to do because you never know with this Montreal team, but last couple weeks, Hamilton's been able to put up points. Yeah, I like Yeah, I just like the two and a half. I'm not I'm not taking the over under. I'll just take the two and a half. Um so we're both on Montreal minus two and a half. Jim has a slight lean to the over. Next game. Saturday afternoon. Late evening, excuse me. Toronto on the road against the Red Blacks, laying two and a half over under 46 and a half. What say you, my friend? Oh, Red Blacks at home? Yeah, give me Toronto minus two and a half. Don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. I I, I think this is where it changes, man. I think this is where it changes. I think the Red Blacks finally get that win and break the streak. All good things so, are meant to be into an end. Are you the kind of guy that you sit down at a roulette table, you've seen that it's hit black three times in a row, do you automatically go red? No, because Passenger 57 is a top 10 movie of all time. Wesley Snipes has always been on black. That's fair. That's you fair. Know, so I, I, I can't do I that. ride trends. I ride trends. I am riding this trend of Ottawa losing at home to the bank. They hate their fans. I don't know what it is. They hate their fans. They put uh, on them and Edmonton put on embarrassing performances at home. Or it's like Valley, but they never win. And two and a half is light enough that I think the Argos cover. I think the Argos win by like a field goal or more. Uh, I'll take the Redbacks here plus the two and a half. Jim and I have our first disagreement. Over under 46 and a half. I can't get involved in that over under. What say you? Again, small lean on the over. Uh, actually, 46 and a half. Mm. It feels like a trap, but I'm going to yeah. bet the over. All right. Last game. Following a 31-29 victory in overtime by BC on the road against the Stampeders. Now they're hosting Calgary. They are laying one over under 54 and a half. What say you, my friend? This is a dogfight. I felt like any team has a chance in this game. So I'm going to take the dog. I'm going to take Calgary. Uh, I'll take them straight up money line. I like the value there. Minus um, one. I like it. Yeah, it's just this is this is a coin this is your classic coin flip game. And who knows? I, I think Calgary's a really good team. They're both playing for a lot. There's a lot on the line. I just I like Jake Mayer. I like the quarterback they got. I like Calgary too. I'll probably play the money line minus one oh five two here. Minus one oh five over under fifty four and a half. I kinda like the over. I like the over. Yep. Yep, I definitely lean to the over too. Um, so just to review, you and I both have Montreal minus the two and a half. I have Ottawa plus the two and a half. Jim has Toronto minus the two and a half. And we are both on Calgary minus 105. Real quick, uh, do any of these futures to win the Grey Cup hold any value to you? Saskatchewan 11 to 1. No. Montreal 15 to 1. Mm, not really. Tiger Cats 20 to 1. If they go on a tear, Ottawa 100 to 1. Value. 
I mean, I feel like you got to kind of do put a little bit on Ottawa one a hundred to one. I mean, I don't think there's a chance they win the win the cup though. I don't know, but it's 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 good little value. Good little value. I don't, I don't think there's a chance they win the cup. Um, well, Jim, you got to be doing it on cloud nine because your Dolphins are sitting on top of the NFL world. I'm loving life right now. We beat the Bills. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna cream. Well. All everyone's talking about is how on the live stream you said you were going to have sex with a good dolphin. Yeah, if, if I can find one. <laughs> uh, Jim, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you, my man? You can find me on Twitter at XFL Jim, on YouTube at XFL Jim. I got a lot going on. You can find me on the live stream with this guy, this guy right over here on uh, on Saturday, the Kansas Duke live stream. Be there, I be square. I, I promise my ring light won't go out on the. Uh, it, it's kind of a, it's spooky vibes. It's, you I know. Need to, this needs to be October right now. And then you can find me uh, with this guy also uh, on Spring Fever, talking some spring football. Talking some spring football. We'll be doing college football. You'll see Jim and I everywhere. Jim, thanks for coming on, my man, and we'll talk soon, my friend. You bet, my man. All right, so now let's finish off the podcast. I'm going to be going through the NFL action for the weekend. Lions against Vikings, obviously big game for my boys here. If they win this game, they legitimately have a shot of winning the North. I know they're getting a lot of love, but there are some respected people that I like that are on the Vikings, so that game is going to be a pass for me. Ravens laying three and a half, laying three against the Patriots. Look, I want the Patriots over three and a half here. Ravens, they have some issues in the secondary. Mac Jones needs to be able to throw the ball. I think he's going to be able to because the Ravens do struggle in the back four. That back four isn't what it needs to be, but I'm going to stay away. Saints at Panthers, look, I've wasted way too much money betting on Baker Mayfield. I can't do do that anymore. Wouldn't surprise me if Mayfield's out of the league next year. Texans, I already locked the Texans in at plus three. Love you, Smith Revenge Bowl. With how the Texans like to play defense, it's a poor matchup. For the Bears, Fields graded 33 in, in quarterbacks per PFF. He hasn't looked good, hasn't taken that step forward. Wouldn't surprise me if the Bears move on from him. Chiefs at Colts, got this at 7, like it like it where it is at 5. Uh, Colts going to have that physical running game. I don't think the Chiefs are going to be able to stop the rushing attack. Eagles, I love the Eagles. You know, I got them at 30-1. to 1. They are my pick to win it all. But honestly, at the end of the day, this is just the sell high spot i want the seven waiting for the seven for the commanders bills at dolphins nothing i'm not going to touch that game Bengals at jets not going to touch it raiders at titans absolutely love the titans here i'm not the biggest raiders fans uh cars struggled rival 64 percent ats is a dog 83 percent after a two-game losing streak just a great spot jags i had to play the seven here just because of the herbert may not play offensive line issues offensive line injuries Falcons and the Seahawks, I feel like if we bet the Falcons here, we're betting them at the high, so I want nothing to do here. Rams at Cardinals, McVay's absolutely owned um, Kingsbury and want nothing to do in that game. I got the Bucks minus the one here. I think the Packers is the best defensive team they're going to play. I think they're going to be able to move the ball on them. Broncos, um, there's no way I'm touching Nate Hackett, and I definitely lean the Giants here. That's my thoughts. Guys, thanks for tuning in. I will be on BTV Friday night talking college football with Gino and Jim, and I will be on BTV on Saturday mor- Sunday morning talking NFL. Jim and myself will be breaking down the college football slate in the morning on Saturday, and we will also be streaming the Kansas Duke game. So make sure to check that out. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. And a reminder that Etop 21 Sports Show is back Tuesday night live at 10 p.m. So set those reminders. Until then, boys and girls.